Faith is required to find the will of God for your life. Faith is required to do the will of God for your life. And fear is the enemy of faith. Thank you for listening to the Daily Rejoicing Podcast. It's Friday, September the 30th, and I know you're looking forward to a great weekend and a good Sunday in your local church, wherever you happen to go. And I hope you'll be faithful to everything that your church has going on, and you'll be a blessing and make sure you're plugged in wherever you are. And if you don't go to church, I encourage you to find one this weekend. We're looking forward to where we'll be preaching and we'll trust God will bless. We are asking him to. We've been talking about the will of God this week, the revealed will of God that's in the Bible, the specific will of God that God has for you, his plan for you, always in line with the revealed will of God in the Bible. We understand that. And as we discern the will of God, God will often show us something that brings us some hesitation because of fear, because of fear. And fear is the mortal enemy of faith and obedience, by the way. But there's something I'd like to point out to you about fear. It often shows up in your life not looking like fear at all. If I were to say to you, you're struggling with fear, you might instinctively defend yourself and say, I'm not afraid of anything. (laughs) Okay, And that may or may not be true, but fear masquerades itself as humility sometimes in our lives. You don't want to do something because you say you're not equipped or you're not able or you're not good enough or you're not smart enough or you're not a good enough talker in front of people, a good enough teacher or speaker or preacher. You don't want to sing. You're not a good enough singer. You don't want to witness that person. You're not a good enough people person. And it sounds really humble. It sounds like you're filled with humility. But what it actually is, is fear and disobedience, and God doesn't like it. One of our heroes of the faith that we find in Hebrews 11, that lists all those people throughout Scripture, Old Testament, that were filled with faith, and all that they did was by faith. That's what God blessed. That's what God used. One of those guys is Moses. And of course, you know who Moses is. I think most people on the street If you ask them, even if they don't know much about the Bible, they would recognize the name Moses. And if you have your Bible, you can go to Exodus 4. I want to show you something, a place where Moses thought he was very humble, but he was not humble. What he had was not humility. What he had was a lack of faith. And I'll show you here in Exodus 4, I'll begin reading in verse number 1. So God is telling Moses that he needs to go to Pharaoh to begin that process to let Israel go. So Exodus 4 verse 1, and Moses answered and said, but behold, they'll not believe me. You see, he didn't, he didn't want to go. They'll not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice, for they will say, the Lord hath not appeared unto thee. And the Lord said unto him, what is that in thine hand? And he said, a rod. And he said, cast it on the ground. And he cast it on the ground. And it became a serpent. And Moses fled from before it. 
And the Lord said unto Moses, Put forth thine hand, and take it by the tail. And he put forth his hand, and caught it, and it became a rod in his hand. That they may believe that the Lord God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, hath appeared unto thee. And the Lord said further unto him, Put now thine hand into thy bosom. And he put his hand into his bosom, and when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous as snow. And he said, Put thine hand into thy bosom again. And he put his hand into his bosom again, and plucked it out of his bosom, and behold, it was turned again as his other flesh. And it shall come to pass, if they will not believe thee, neither hearken to the voice of the first sign, that they will believe the voice of the latter sign. And it shall come to pass, if they will not believe also these two signs, neither hearken unto thy voice, that thou shalt take of the water of the river, and pour it upon the dry land, and the water which thou takest out of the river shall become blood upon the dry land. Now, you understand that God has shown Moses three signs in response to Moses' objection to go before Pharaoh. Here was his objection from verse number one. They won't believe him. They won't believe that the Lord has appeared unto Moses. And the Lord said, okay, here's three things you do. Throw your walking stick down, your rod, it'll become a snake. Pick it back up again, it'll become a a stick again in your hand. Do that. Or you can take your hand, you can put it into your coat, pull it out, it'll be white as snow with leprosy. Put your hand back in, pull it out again, the leprosy will be gone. And if they still don't believe, you can pull some water out of the river, dump it on the ground, it'll become blood. They are going to believe you, Moses, that God has appeared unto you. So Moses has his questions answered. His objections to obeying God have been overcome. Nothing stands in the way between Moses and Moses being able to fulfill the revealed, the specific will of God in Moses' life. Now, that's like a lot of us. We have objection, we have questions, and they're overcome. There's nothing that stands between us and accomplishing the will of God except for this little thing called fear. And fear sounds harmless enough, but it comes, like I said, masqueraded as something good, like humility. Now, we should all be clothed with humility. We should be humble. We should think of others better than ourselves. That's what the Bible says. We should have that mentality. It helps us to be a servant, helps us to be like Jesus, not to look every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others, to by love serve one another. That's all done out of a heart of humility. But fear in your life will come dressed sometimes as humility, because look at what Moses says here in verse 10, the next verse where, where we stopped reading a second ago. And Moses said unto the Lord, Oh, my Lord, I am not eloquent. That means you're a good speaker. Neither heretofore nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant, but I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. Apparently, Moses would not have done well in speech class in school. If the preacher would have come up to him in his local church and said, I'd like you to pray about teaching a Sunday school class just to fill in for brother so-and-so who's going to be out of town, he would have said, oh no, I am of a slow tongue. I am not eloquent. I'm not like the preacher. I'm, that's just, that's not me. Just flat refused. 
And uh, and that's, you know, I, I don't know your specific situation, but that would have been Moses. And you say, well, nobody's ever asked me that. Well, that's fine. I'm not saying you've got to. Everyone's got a little bit different gift, and God puts everyone in the body of the church as it has pleased him to do different things. But I'm just saying, for example, Moses could speak. He could. And I know he could because God asked him to. And look at God's response. Verse number 11, the Lord said unto him, who hath made man's mouth or who maketh the dumb or deaf or seeing or the blind? Have not I the Lord? It's a very, very good point that the Lord made here, of course, He said, Moses, you're worried about your tongue not being able to work properly as I have told you to work it. But you know what, Moses, buddy? I made your mouth. I'm in everybody's mouth. I'm in everybody's ears that are going to hear your mouth. I I did all of this. It's me, me, me. I'm the creator. And I'm telling you how to use the creation that I made. It's going to work because I'll be with your mouth. Verse 12. Now, therefore, go and I will be with thy mouth and teach thee what thou shalt say. Well, that's enough right there, buddy. I mean, that's, that's good. God said, here's what you do. Here's all the miracles you can show them. Speak. Moses said, I can't speak. I can't. I'm not good enough. I'm just little old Moses. You know me just, oh no. And, and God said, Hey, knock it off. I made your mouth and I'm telling you what to do with it. Verse 13, Moses kind of is sarcastic and mopey. And he said, Oh, my Lord, send, I pray thee by the hand of whom thou wilt send. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. Look at that. And, and he, he gives him a solution here and, and suffers Aaron to be his spokesperson. But that was not what God wanted in the first place. It made God angry when Moses feigned humility, when actually his fear was making him disobedient. Now, think about that in your own life. Sometimes we're limited in what we'll do for God because we'll ask ourselves, what can I do? But rather, we should be asking, what can God do through me? What we do for the Lord should never be limited by what we're willing to do or what we think we're able to do. It should only be whatever God has told us to do, because whatever God has commanded you to do, God has equipped you for. And I'll say this, whatever God has equipped you with is exactly sufficient for what he has for you to do. Faith and courage are so often intertwined. Not courage in yourself or confidence in yourself, but courage in God, that wherever God guides, he'll provide. Godly courage comes from a strong faith, a faith that God is greater than your situation, greater than your limitations, wiser than your own understanding, better than the alternative of not following the Lord. Moses grew in this area, Hebrews eleven twenty seven. we see that Moses didn't fear the wrath of the king, but he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Now, how can we grow? It's all by the Lord. It's all by God's power. It's not by our might or our, by our power, but by his spirit. I think of the contrast between John chapter 20, verse 19. After the Lord had been crucified and risen again, they didn't all know it yet, but after he had definitely been crucified, John 20, 19, it says, then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews. 
the disciples in the days following Christ's crucifixion, they were defined by fear. They were filled with fear. They were so anxious. They lived their life by fear. Everything was by fear. But then you look a little bit later in Acts chapter 4, verse 13. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Faith to boldness. Faith hiding out in a room with the door shut, trying to keep from being found out where you are, hiding, everything's in secret, to boldness, preaching on the street corners, preaching in the synagogues. You'll find a lot of Jews in the synagogues. They were for fear of the Jews before, and now they're bold, 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 and they wouldn't quit preaching. They wouldn't quit healing people in the name of Jesus. They wouldn't quit. Now, what was the difference? Here's, there's probably a lot of things. They saw the resurrected Jesus. They were absolutely convinced. They endured as seeing him who is invisible like Moses, although they saw him visible, the resurrected Jesus Christ. I think there was one other thing, maybe more than that, but one other thing I'll mention is this. They had the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. The Holy Spirit in your life makes a big difference. Yielding to the leading of the Holy Spirit as He guides and directs you in obedience and the application of the Word of God in your life. It'll fill you with boldness when you die to self and submit yourself to the Holy Spirit. It'll help you to conquer that fear. And so today, as we head into that weekend, I want you to think about that. Is there something in your life that you believe that God wants you to do? Something in His holy scriptures, the Word of God, that He's told you to do, but you're refusing to do it, and you think, and you're saying it's out of some kind of humility, but really, deep down, you know it's out of fear. And that fear is giving you and your mind an excuse not to obey. I remind you of God's reaction to Moses. It angered God. It angered God because it reflected little faith. God doesn't like little faith, but he loves big faith. Because it limits you. It limits your potential. It limits what God can do in your life when you limit God through your little faith. God is greater. God is better. God is wiser. Grow your faith today through the power of the Holy Spirit to accomplish the will of God in your life. 